everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. It's a little slower here in the off-season, but that doesn't mean there hasn't been crazy news. First of all, Gab, what are you drinking? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, I got drunk on Friday night, and I think I'm probably good until New Year's. <laughs> it was it was one of those, ty- one of those types of drunks where uh. Uh, you are wandering aimlessly bar to bar, not realizing what time it is or where your debit card is or any of that stuff. Sounds very New Orleans of you. Uh, almost. Um, what You were also partying on Friday night. So says my text messages. Oh, yeah. I hmm. I think I discovered the wonders of fruit-flavored soju this weekend. Oh, you think? I can't really remember what I was doing. It's not that I, I drank so much. It's that that was like several days ago. So, it was several days ago. <laughs> I can't. But, I couldn't tell you but, what I did last week. Like my memory's not great. Mine, um, mine was just it was the work holiday party, and so you know you got to go big. Yeah. Um, I think I just wanted to have a drink with a friend that night, so I did, and you know had a nice relaxing Friday night. Oh well, that's not what my text messages say. So I didn't. I sound relaxed though. I think I sounded pretty relaxed. I'm pretty sure all caps is not relaxed. That is relaxed. That's big time relaxed. Is that you relaxed? When I'm uptight, I like use proper grammar and punctuation. When I'm uptight, when you're totally relaxed, you just all caps it. Yeah, with some misspellings right. in there. <laughs> all right. Okay. I see. I see how it is. Maybe. Okay. Um, so, are you drinking anything this evening? I'm still working on that uh, same fruit flavored soju from earlier. This is weekend. it like a bottle of wine? Like, what is this? So, thing? soju is essentially curry and vodka. It's like half strength vodka. It's usually about 14, 15%. Um, it's very easy to drink because in Korean culture, you drink a lot when you get together. So, you can't ah. be doing, you can't be like slamming shots of tequila for five hours, you know? Yeah, I um I initially heard you say curry and vodka. Ah. Uh, <laughs> not Korean vodka, and I was very confused for about 10 seconds. It's not the worst combo. But uh yeah, Korean Korean soju, it's like one of our I guess national drinks. It's like soju is to Korea as sake is to Japan, I'd say. Cool. Yeah. Does it do you drink it warm though? No. We we drink it cold. I especially like it cold. I don't think I could handle it warm. But um I yeah. think it'd be weird. fruity things warm are weird except for cider i guess cider's pretty good warm it doesn't taste like anything so it's very easy to drink and then when you add fruit to it it further doesn't taste like alcohol so it's very dangerous you're like oh it's weak it tastes great blah 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 so you just have to you know you have to know your limits so know your limits (laughs) we're not very good at that so i i I, I sent you another all caps text earlier this week like last week too but not because i was relaxed i guess you're right because it was something that made me very i don't want to say uptight but that was like i was like all exclamation points above my head Um, well and you're very you're very aware that i am not tuned in at this point in, in the year um this is my busy season so i'm totally tuned out and so you yelling at me that we need to record is not uncommon, <laughs> but yeah. but when you yell at me that I need to check Twitter, I'm like, oh shit, what did I miss? What did you miss? 
uh hope solo throwing her hat into the ring um yeah hope solo is running for u.s soccer president who knows if she'll get the actual nomination like to officially run though because there's two things that really need to happen here one you need three nominations from organization members and her spokesperson told grant wall that she had them and then julie foudy said later that her sources told her hope doesn't have them so i guess we'll find out and the second thing is you apparently have to pass a background check. Like if you've pled guilty or no contest to a felony, then you can't run for U.S. soccer president. But Hope Solo apparently still has an open misdemeanor assault case against her in uh, somewhere in Washington state. Um, that's the last news item that I've been, a been able to find about it from last year where uh, she requested that the court once again dismiss the charges against her, and they were like, nah. So, who knows what pass actually means to U.S. soccer when it comes to a background check. Like, you would assume that someone who still has an open assault case against them might be ineligible, but it's also not a money crime, so they might not care. So the deadline for all this paperwork is tomorrow. I guess it'll probably, you'll be listening to it on the day of, though, that's December 12th at 11.59 p.m. Central Time. And U.S. Soccer tweeting, like, that exact deadline gave me these panic flashbacks to when they're like, you must submit your paper on Blackboard by 11.59. And then just, like, you're, you're sitting there submitting it at 11.58 p.m., hoping to God it goes through. Not that I ever did that. I always did all my schoolwork ahead of time. And you, you always, always, always did yeah. all your schoolwork. I never right said... When you were supposed to... Yeah, I never sent an email to a professor like, please, can I have an extension? Because I hadn't realized when the deadline actually was. That never happened to me. Have you Does had a chance? have an adult super supervising her? I don't know. It seems so, because have you had a chance to read her platform yet? The statement it she put out? It sounded really good. It, it sounded, sounded good. really good. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, huh, well, maybe, maybe she still has, like, a deal with her publicist? I mean... Clearly some work went into this statement. It wasn't, even though the, the tweet announcing it came at like 10.36 randomly on a Thursday night or something, clearly this was ready to go and she was just waiting to click, you know, publish or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, the stuff Hope Solo actually like takes time to put out there publicly always is in pretty good shape. It's just the shit that happens unofficially. You know, when she's asked to make comments about something when she's coming right off the pitch. it's It's got polish to it, which obviously you'd want it to, because it's your statement of, you know, that you're running for U.S. soccer president. I have a lot of mixed feelings about this. What I don't have mixed feelings is I've seen a lot of comments in the past couple days where, like, you should support Hope just because she's a woman. And I'm like, ooh. No, I'll support someone if I think they have a good vision for U.S. soccer, and I would prefer that that be a woman. I think generally having more women at every level in administration is good. Um, but, for example, Kathy Carter is a woman, but do I trust that she'll be good for the women's game just because she's a woman? I don't think she particularly knows anything about women's soccer. Sure. I, I think uh, I think that there's a lot um, to be desired of a U.S. soccer president. And I, I don't think we're going to ever find somebody that checks all the boxes, unfortunately. And, you know, 
I think the things that Hope has in her favor is she does she does know what it's like to sit on the player side of of the organization. Um, and she she was a, a very pivotal and and central player with negotiations and things like that. But I mean, over on the other side, you have a few male players who are now running who can say similar things. I I agree with you that I think Hope will be the leaps and bounds more sensitive to player needs than a business person or, you know, someone from media coming in because she's been through it. She made it very articulately clear that she's been through it. And, you know, to be fair, women in general, so Carter and Solo in particular here, I think regardless of their platforms would hopefully be more receptive to women's issues after they were elected anyway. Like, even if they didn't particularly run on a platform that was, like, inclusiveness and equality for the women's team, hopefully after they were elected, they'd be like, if someone brought the issues to them as women, they'd be willing to listen. Hopefully. Sure. I mean, the the, the biggest issue I have is we're expecting a lot out of this U.S. soccer president. When the reality of the situation is, is the whole, like, there's a lot of administrative roles that we're hoping that the president will pay attention to or will do when, you know, it's, it's, it needs to be a much bigger organization than it currently is. The other thing I'll say is, do I trust Hope Solo to do a better job than some of the other candidates in this race? Oh, absolutely. I don't think she's the number one candidate. A lot of people have put it well, though, that even though it doesn't seem like she'll win, Having her in the race is valuable because she'll then force any other candidate to confront issues that might not otherwise have come up. Yeah, I'm. If I I do hope she can enter the race. Um, I hope that she gets the the three people to, you know, sign off on her to to nominate her, and um, I hope that she gets clearance to participate in the process. Um, I don't I don't think she would be the best or even a a very um, successful uh, administrator um, as the president. I mean, if we're talking grow the game, you know, she she needs to be able to work with big companies and and it kind of seems like folks have kind of stepped away from her. Here's a question for you. So Hope was very involved in the initial negotiations around the new CBA but the lawyer that she convinced him to bring on board, Rich Nichols, he seemed very combative, confrontational, um, and didn't really seem to actually get much done, even though they stirred up a lot of public support. But in the actual negotiations in the boardroom, it seemed like he didn't make a lot of progress. But then once he was gone, they made a new CBA. So... Was that U.S. soccer being total dicks about somebody who was just unrepentantly advocating for his clients? Or was he too combative and wasn't, you know, a, a, a good representative in negotiations, which, you know, by their nature require you to make some concessions? That's, that's interesting. Um, I, think, I think we need to consider the key talking points of what this lawyer kind of was promoting and pushing and what, um, what ended up being a part of that agreement. It's, it's not exactly as though U S soccer 
were was just turning a deaf ear to everything that he was saying because he was saying in an in an unruly manner um there definitely was negotiation that happened after the fact and maybe this guy just isn't a good negotiator yeah i mean obviously we weren't privy to all of it so you can't really say and you know i would fully believe that u.s soccer you know were kind of assholes about it because but I, I also think it's obvious that he pushed buttons and that's why Hope really wanted to bring him in because she wanted that combativeness and confrontational style as, as I perceive it. And I think that maybe points to not being a good administrator. Although, once again, to be fair, when you're on the labor side, maybe that's what you want. But now if she moves over to the administrative side, she would handle things differently, you know, because when you're advocating for yourself as an athlete against someone who has all the power, maybe you want that, that confrontational won't let things die style. But if you're a U.S. soccer president, now you have to negotiate with these athletes. You approach things differently. Who can say? Now, do you think that as U.S. soccer president, your primary task is to negotiate with with these athletes i mean when is when is the next contract negotiation coming up because i i I just i think that there are so many bigger elements at play besides just player player contracts and player no obviously and i don't necessarily think that sunil was involved in every single minute detail lawyers obviously handled a lot of it and then you know he would have directed the general direction of the negotiation he'd be like okay this is what here's your limits don't go past this go negotiate um just standard you know lawyer to lawyer stuff and i actually did get this question from someone else it was some radio show where they're like do you think her her two gold medals would will help sway voters and i was like i really don't think that they're going to take that really into account because there's so much that goes into administrating a federation that has grown like u.s soccer i mean i think a lot of them are going to wonder who can take care of this hundred million dollars that we're sitting on now? You know, I think that's a huge question in everyone's minds instead of who's going to um, smooth things over with players, men and women's teams, you know? Right. I, I, I think the, the key objectives or at least the very core clear objectives that have been stated are, you know, <laughs> how, who's going to write the ship for the men's team? Um, and uh, how are we going to continue to grow and develop um, the, the youth programs in this country? And and I'm not entirely sure if Hope Solo um, has the answers to those specific questions. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I, I, I Kudos to her for throwing her hat into the ring. Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting, uh, her take on all of this, because you know, she, she was let go. She, she was, uh, suspended. Um, and it was, you would almost expect her to just not want anything to do with, with the Federation and, and to be willing to step up and kind of go through this, this process. I, I think, I think it says a lot. You would almost, but also, I'm like, yeah, Hope Solo seems like exactly the kind of person who's like, you know what? You don't get rid of me. I'm going to run for president of your organization after you try to fire my ass. So watch out for that, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I would I would have hoped at this point in time she would have had something else going so that she wouldn't have this as an option. But, <laughs> you know, there's that, too. I mean, you, you read the articles where she accused Seth Blatter of grabbing her ass at the FIFA Blonde Or in, like, 2012. And she's like, yeah, well, that I, too. I didn't bring it up because I like to directly confront people. And I'm like, okay, that that's that aligns with, you know, the what you said about yourself before so yeah i believe she'd also come back and confront u.s soccer like this i'm not saying it's entirely personal for her because obviously she sees that there are problems like systematic problems and and it's not just like a personal vendetta for her but you have to imagine if she wins a saint you'd have to be a saint not to feel personally gratified about like even a little bit of pettiness you would have to literally be an angel on earth not to feel anything yeah. about that. So so I guess we'll find out, if not midnight tomorrow, maybe the day after that, who is officially in the running. Um, and by tomorrow, I mean December 13th. Yes. So, so maybe it, midweek? It, it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, if they even let us know tomorrow, they might let us know like on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. They might even let us know the week after that because they have to run background checks on everybody. Right? I, I think once you submit your paperwork then they run the background check on you i think that makes more sense instead of running background checks on everybody who's like hey i'm running for u.s soccer president right now so you submit the you get the nomination submit the paperwork they run the background check and then announce the candidates let's let's hold on tight <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting roller coaster yeah i think the final candidates assuming solo has the nominations it's gonna be eric winalda Kyle Martino, Kathy Carter, Hope Solo. I think those will be the final four. Really? You don't think, aren't there like nine people? Yeah. Who are talking about right now? Ma maybe Steve Gans might get in because he's been campaigning for a long time, like before a lot of the other people in this race. He was one of the yeah. first. So he might have done the handshake, you know, behind the scenes stuff. How many, how many candidates can there be if there have to be a certain number of um, people who will like sign off on it? Um, I think there's a lot of so organization members, I think, means any group that's a U.S. soccer member. I think, oh, okay. Yeah, I think that means, like, technically you can get a nomination from, like, some youth club or, like, a minor league or something, I think. Interesting. It's interesting, then, that Julie Foudy says that she doesn't have any. Don't quote me on that. That's based on my reading of the bylaws. I'll Maybe I'll go back and, like, really try to parse it. But, oh, um, I mean, we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. We'll find out what it means. And I, you know what? I think that would make sense bylaws wise because you would want even people who have like small voices to be able to express themselves within your organization through their nomination totally. of a president. Okay. And did anything else big happen in women's soccer recently? Anything? Uh, no, not, nothing else big. I mean, Any shake -ups? I mean, we maybe have a new city that oh. we need to go to. Oh, yeah. I've never been to Utah. You you never came to watch the women's national team play in Salt Lake City when we would do our Salt Lake City beer crawls? I've never been to Salt Lake City. What? The most I've experienced in Salt Lake City is I used to watch SLC Punk a lot back in the day. Rent it from Blockbuster and watch with friends. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for another uh, west of the Mississippi. Well, I guess Kansas City was west of the Mississippi. Yeah, but it was, you know, how was West was it? Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, bummer, bummer of a way, a horrible way for 
a club to get shut down. Um, you really want that transaction to happen locally. And, um, you know, I'm side eyeing Sporting KC from here on out. <laughs> um, but at, at the same time, I'm really happy that uh, the Real franchise was willing to step in. Yeah. And according to their statements, step in, you know, a couple years early based on the timeline that they had envisioned for themselves. I guess they I mean, thought to they... go to go from no squad to a squad with a logo in like a month is crazy. I guess they thought they'd be coming into the league as an expansion. But then the league was like, oh, actually, this team's folding. How would you guys want to come in, you know, right now, right now, like uh... right now? I'm I'm intrigued to see where the uh, final is going to be played. Mm. What sort of negotiation was happening? You know? Yeah. They picked up Laura Harvey, who, in a series of improbable events, swapped with Vlatko. Like, how? I'm just, I'm amazed. How? I'm, I'm amazed. I'm, I'm, I was shocked. It was, like, purely a series of almost, like, coincidences that somehow flipped them between their teams. Yeah. It was ridiculous. But now, we have three female head coaches in NWSL. When we were all worried that after Harvey left for U.S. soccer, there might be none. So, right? yay, 30% female head coaches in a league with 10 teams. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'll take it. It's not terrible. Houston got a yeah. new, new head coach. So, congrats to Laura Harvey, Denise Reddy, Vera Powell. And the thing is, all three of them, I think, are immensely qualified. That's an oh, important totally. thing. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um I, I do hope I was I was really hoping that uh, Cromwell, um, I I want to see her join the league at some point. Um, yeah, you know, but why would she ever leave uh, the she's comfort? Doing great things at UCLA, yeah. but I could see if LA got a team, um, could she could she just make the transition over? Um, she should go to the spirit and be like, Mel Pugh, you Stop. can't escape me. I'll shape you as a player one way or another. <laughs> no, I brought Jesse no. Fleming with me. god could you imagine if the spirit just turned into another powerhouse wow well i don't believe it. i mean i'm just sitting here in boston with like nothing so yeah hey, sure you let's... still got a squad yeah that's you true still got a squad. that's true by the skin of by the skin of our teeth we have a squad by the skin of your teeth you have a squad i haven't seen any negative news there so uh congratulations yeah let's hope that paperwork gets signed you know before Christmas, otherwise it's going to be real miserable. <laughs> well, you know, let's record before cr- Christmas and see what we can do. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, some shit's probably going to happen tomorrow. It's going to drop right as I'm about to press send. On oh, this I know. Episode. I know. I know. You're all we'll, welcome. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to record a follow-up on, like, Thursday night. Yeah, you're all welcome. <laughs> In the meantime, let us okay. know what you think about this presidential race, because it's bonkers. 